0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It's I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel Linlin.
0: Guess what happened, Rachel? UCLA and USC are leaving the Pac 12 football talk.
1: Is that finalized? I thought that was just rumor.
0: They're out. Pretty Boy Football is on the ropes. The Pac-12. So they're
1: going to the Big Ten.
0: They're going to the Big Ten. If you guys don't know, this is what happens in all of the college football air conferences: is the Pac-10, or the, the excuse me, the 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 Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, the SEC, the ACC. That's your Power Five conferences where all the big schools are. UCLA was a part of the Pac-12, which was all the pretty boy schools on the West Coast. <laughs> you had your Oregon, your Oregon State, your Stanford. Uh, To help me out, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, um, Washington, Washington State, all of these schools on there, they're, they're all the schools, yes. Utah in the Pac-12, Utah is in the Pac-12, guess what, they're leaving, the Pac-12 is done, pretty boy football. Wait, just
1: two schools are leaving, yes, they're going to the Big Ten, which travel-wise, that's a lot, I don't know how that works, and as a person who lived in Big Ten area for three years, mm-mm, Big Ten football is not for me. I'm sorry. Like, big Ten football find, is not for you. What do you mean? I just it wasn't as exciting. I remember when I lived in Wisconsin, so it was 2008, 2011. On Saturdays, I'd be like, oh, I just it's not as sexy as the SEC or the Big Twelve. Maybe it's coming around, but back then it was not. I was not. You into just didn't like Wisconsin. We,
0: like they have great offenses. Great no, no. no.
1: It was just a slower game. It was.
0: I mean, it I see really, what you're it, saying. Like, traditionally, the Big Ten. I just, you know, I disagree. Tradition, but think about it. You got teams like Ohio State always has a high flying offense. You know, like they're they're always flying around to the football, throwing the ball.
1: Okay, get your face out of the camera.
0: Okay. I see what you mean. That's but, what, but, That's but you. That's one team. But you but like. Yes. But you like. I mean, you you like Texas, man. Right? You like people that. Almost hey, it, almost Arch done. hey,
1: Arch Manning. Hey, Arch Manning. Manning. Hey, it's a new
0: day. I can't wait for, first of all, it's a for new day to now. Leave,
1: it's, it's it, a, they're it's, not going to leave? He's not going to leave.
0: But here's the thing. <laughs> they have Quinn Ewers already. They have the best quarterback of the class before the last. So Texas is doing fine. Arch Manning is super overrated. Shout out to the whole Manning family. The Arch Manning, I can't wait there was another Texas. There was another battle at Texas. It was between a great quarterback and a quarterback who wasn't that great. It was between a guy named Chris Sims and a guy named Major Applewhite. Major Applewhite <laughs> was the quarterback at Catholic High from Baton Rouge, and he got to Texas. Oh, is that where he's he from? Absolutely. Absolutely. Major Applewhite came from 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 Catholic High in Baton Rouge. He played in the same team with Travis Miner and all of those guys. Those guys were unbeatable. They're crazy. He was great. And you know what? Texas felt pressure to play Chris Sims, who was never that good. I'll be honest with you. He was never that good. Applewhite broke all these records. Son
1: of Phil Sims. There was the legacy there. They were expecting big things. It didn't happen, but that's okay. We have major And we did. We never went. We never won championship with Major.
0: Never won championship with Chris Sims.
1: Okay, well, neither with Major. So it wasn't until Old Vince Young came through. It was the best. Which there was a battle there. Vince Young wasn't the starting quarterback at first either.
0: Yeah, but that was just like. Do you know who it was? I can't remember.
1: I think it was Chance Mock. Oh, was it Chance
0: Mock? Like that—that was just regular nigga shit. If you're a nigga and you too fast, they Let me don't get want that you. Right, they're gonna
1: call me out. That, that was just reg- that
0: was just regular nigga shit. You know when you like a quarterback and you are a nigga, especially back in those days, and you hit campus, and they're like, oh my god, he could throw the ball ninety yards. Uh, he also runs a three forty. Let's make him the long snapper. You know, like that, like that. That was just nigga shit. And then you get on the you get on the field and you take the ball, you run it down the field, and they go, hey, maybe we should give him the keys to the offense because he's the best guy, we, the best option we have. Um, But nah, the world of college football is topsy-turvy right now. I don't even need the NFL. You know what? Fuck the NFL. How about that?
1: Fuck. Oh, so you're not going to be watching this upcoming season?
0: Fuck them. It's going to okay. be all about college ball. Because college ball, college ball has all of these storylines, right? The death of pretty boy football, the Pac-12s ending. College football has uh, it has nil. It has the it has it has the return to Texas. Texas not only got uh, Arch Manning, they've signed nine since Arch Manning signed. They just signed a five star from Louisiana. Texas is Texas is tooling up. That's why the fall is. Gonna you want to go to a game? I'll go to a game. The fall's is going to be epic. Can't wait.
1: And guess what's guess what is next year in this city? What college football playoffs? Oh, the championship really? game will be in LA. Yeah,
0: Texas won't be We're there. Going. We'll go. Texas won't be there. Neither will LSU.
1: Now I know Te- LSU won't be there. We have a better chance than you do. Absolutely. When do we when do we enter SEC? When do we go? Twenty twenty three? Twenty I think twenty five
0: or something like that. Yeah, you'll 25, be 25, 25, 25.
1: In time to yeah, get yeah. that Heine kicked. Heine. Listen, it's a lot of news breaking in sports today. A lot of news Let's talk about it. Basketball. If we got free agency.
0: We got to talk, talk, okay, we'll talk about it
1: later. people moving around? We got to
0: talk about it later. we'll talk about
1: it later. They don't They it. don't like sports talk? They,
0: they don't want sports talk. They,
1: Y'all, congratulations if you're watching the video. Goes out to Van Lathan, who was on The Daily Show Daily with show, Trevor Trevanoa. Noah. It's a big, it's hot shit. It's a yeah. big deal.
0: The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, I was I there. I've never,
1: never been on The Daily Show. Let me tell you guys something. Yeah,
0: The a- Daily Show got good snacks backstage. I'm very, That's impressed. Your take away. I'm very <laughs> impressed with the snacks at both The Daily Show and Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Oh, Kimmel's got a whole set. Is, is The Daily Show like Kimmel backstage?
0: There's only one difference between the backstages at The Daily Show and Kimmel. One difference. Kimmel had a shower. Remember this little shower they had? There's a shower. So this whole time, I'm running back home to do Kimmel to shower before I go to Kimmel, right? Because I had something to do that morning. I'm like, yo, I didn't know that y'all had a shower. I could have just gone to the gym and then came stank but nasty and been showered Mm. and refreshed to go out there and do the show. Mm. No shower at the Daily Show.
1: Okay. Mm. Wow. Did you enjoy yourself? Who were you on the show with? Because Van didn't let anybody know. Now, we knew it was coming. We just didn't know when it actually came.
0: I was on the show with Trevor Noah.
1: No, I mean like, who, what other guests were on the show? There's, I don't know. There's other guests, I right? Know. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: I have no clue. All right. Let me tell you something. Well,
1: congratulations, a big deal.
0: I went there and I hadn't brushed my teeth yet.
1: Yeah. Man.
0: Hadn't brushed my teeth. <laughs> why? So, so let me were tell you why. Too I,
1: excited? So, were you nervous? You just like explain this to me.
0: So shout out to the Dream Hotel. I love the Dream Hotel. Dream Hotel, uh, Midtown. Where I'm staying, it's great. It's right by Columbus Circle, you know. So I walk over there, and I I go. It's well, it's not right by Columbus Circle. It's like I'm some like, Is it away.
1: Midtown or Columbus Circle? Because it's like well, it's actually it's actually place.
0: well, it's actually the dream Mid Midtown. But it's like it's Midtown, but it's Columbus. It's it's not right next to Columbus Circle. But it's like I can walk to Columbus Circle, right? So <clears throat> I walk over to Columbus Circle. I walk all throughout the most wondrous place in the galaxy, which is Central Park. I don't care what anyone says. Central Park is full of wonderment, joy, and bliss. I saw so many and rats. Dif- I didn't see any rats. See the negative.
1: <laughs> you see,
0: like you see the negative. I. You know how many different things I saw at Central Park? I see at Central Park every time I'm there. I saw chicks laying out in bikinis in Central Park. I saw they did a. There were these uh, these doctors who were in front. Of these lady doctors who were in front of this New York Senate podium, who were giving this talk on women's reproductive rights, I saw an outside roller disco. That's
1: okay, cool.
0: yeah, I saw all of these different things. Central Central Park is wondrous;
1: it really is. You don't feel like you're in New York. You really get lost in Central Park. It really is a beautiful place.
0: I love it. Um, so I come back to so I, I, I I land yesterday at nine o'clock. 9 a.m. because I have to take the uh, the 1 a.m. flight out, red eye, do my stuff, take the 1 a.m. red eye out. So I get here at 9. I don't get to the hotel until 11. I paid for a platinum suite at the hotel, but I ended up staying in a regular room because
1: Unacceptable.
0: They didn't have, it's not unacceptable. It's not their fault. It's my fault. They didn't have a suite ready until 2, and I looked at the people. I was like, yo, I got to go to sleep. So, whatever you got, just give it to me. They're like, we can't change the price. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I don't care what oh, the black. Wow. I'm like, So the room is nice, but here's the thing. I forgot my toothpaste in Los Angeles. So I get my sleep. Okay. I wake up. I call. I say, Hey, can you guys set up a dental kit? I'm doing my thing, getting ready. I'm thinking about little anecdotes I'm gonna tell on the show. No dental kit comes. I'm like, hey. Can you guys give me a dental kit? No dental kit. I'm about to leave. I'm like, yo, man, I need the dental kit. Cars downstairs. We got to go. Can't be late to the Daily Show. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I drink a lot of water, (laughs) switching it around. I'm taking the toothbrush and I'm brushing my tongue, you know, trying to get the funk and the plaque off. No dental kit. I don't have time to leave. I, I, I couldn't stop on the way. I was feeling. I was very stressed out. And then what happens? I get to the Daily Show, and I was going to have a PA go get me some some stuff from the thing, right? I get to the Daily Show. I get into the bathroom at the Daily Show. What do they have? Toothbrush, toothpaste, mouthwash. Boom! I'm in the building. I I I I, I, I use the mouthwash. I brush the teeth. I brush my teeth. And then I decided to go live. And when I was trying to go live from Twitter, from from Instagram, it told me I couldn't go live from my account because I called Clarence Thomas a and because of that, my going live privileges have been taken away. Roller coaster ride before the Daily Show.
1: Because your call, Clarence, what?
0: I called Clarence Thomas a and that's hate speech. Oh, so I couldn't go live.
1: So your Instagram was taken away.
0: Not they took it away for a little while, <laughs> then they gave it back, but I still can't go live.
1: Yesterday, or are, are, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I called somebody a racist, and my stuff wasn't taken away.
0: I think I think "coon" is a racial slur. It is. I don't think "coon" is a racial slur at all.
1: I think if a why? Because you were a black person to say about another black person? Because if you say because if a white person calls you a coon, it's a it's a slur. It's a racial slur. If a slur. white person
0: calls you a coon, it means absolutely nothing. It's like
1: <sighs> Trudy Donnie, is it racist? Actually, this should be a poll for that you put up. What? Is coon a <clears throat> racial slur? Do it again on Instagram and see if it gets taken down. I guess. That means I, somebody I reported coon, you and said it was hate speech. I don't think That's coon
0: is a racial slur. Trudy, Donnie. So. Donnie, it's I think a it is. Slur.
2: How is it not? How is it not a slur?
0: I don't think it's a racial slur. I think I'm it's a description.
1: I with go van. I think it was a fact.
0: I think so, it's a, I think it's I'm factual. No, of
1: course it's a fact. Of course it's a fact. But so so thought warriors can coon it up with you.
0: No, what I'm telling you is th- if you want to call me a coon, <laughs> it's an hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, wait. It's an insult. I mean, I'm not saying this. it's certainly an insult. I don't think it's a racial slur. It's an insult for sure. I'm not saying it's not an insult. Like if you call somebody a coward, right? A coon to me is a black traitor. Like it's not but, a like it's not like it's 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 definitely an insult. But I don't think it's a racial slur.
1: I don't think when white people s- were using it back then that they were using it in the form of a tr- a black traitor. No, it's, and if it's particular to a race, that's what makes it a racial slur. You don't call non-black people coons
0: it's some non-black it's only coons it's only
1: particular and you know the reason like they call it snow coons. Coons because
0: snow coons
1: is that a baton rouge thing is that what they say they Got some baton white Roo. coons
0: out there they got some snow coons out there they know who they are
1: um do we pod sorry i was thinking about something sorry sorry keep going Sorry, today's Thursday. I'm tired. I'm tired. I flew in from Texas this morning, so I've technically been up since one in the morning L.A. time. Yeah, I was in Florida, and then I was in Texas. I was in Orlando speaking at a teacher conference. Uh, Shout out to Get Your Teach On. Spoke to 4,000 teachers. It was amazing. And then I went to Dallas because, and I really want to do something on the pod, so Thought Warriors hold me to this. Black women in Dallas have the highest HIV rate in the country. Wow. Why? Why is that?
0: That's crazy.
1: Right? Yeah. Black women make up 60% of new cases in the country and 70% of new cases in Dallas. I'm a black woman. I'm from Dallas. I went down there to hold a conversation on HIV prevention and care. It was a beautiful talk. And so I really want to do something to bring awareness to it because I learned so much that has to do with HIV and criminalization and disclosure. And if you're a trans woman, it's there's so many layers to it. And I really want to bring somebody on to break it down and talk about what's going on in the country. Yeah.
0: You went from Florida, Florida to Texas,
1: Florida to Texas, saw had dinner with the fam moderated. Uh, my little nephew has COVID, so I couldn't see my sister and them. And then uh, came back, had had dinner with friends, and I came back.
0: I'm going came to back. Dallas next week.
1: I told my parents.
0: I wanna I wanna have dinner with your parents.
1: They were very excited. So now you have to.
0: I wanna go to a nice restaurant with your people.
1: They will take you. Or maybe. <gasps> Pretty hair won't cook. They're renovating the house. Oh. They can't. She can't cook. I know. I know. You'll have to come back. Pretty I hair come can't back because
0: I would like to stay in your room.
1: Okay. I will. Anybody wanna, else find that weird? I will want
0: to. <laughs> I will want to come to the house and stay in your room and like have a reimagining.
1: It that, looks different. My walls were yellow. They repainted them white. It's, it's I, remember totally I told you about this. Now. They
0: turned it into a love making room. Your parents.
1: Okay, you never said that, and no, they didn't.
0: They did. <laughs> it turned into a lovemaking room because think about it; they couldn't do every room in the house when you were a kid because they didn't want to. But like after you left, they were like, "Let's let's make sure that every room in the house has our they stank." They have been on
1: living it. in that house <laughs> since before we were there, so that oh, could so already have.
0: Definitely, they probably so, did. So you, so let me ask you a question: What do you think the chances are that your parents had sex in your room? Reddit's gonna be we so bad. Have to, we
1: have, we have. We have decided <laughs> to not have these conversations Red's on the podcast. Be so mad. You want you <laughs> wanna have dinner with Pretty Hair and the Judge or not?
0: I do. I do. I do. <laughs> no, they're really excited. I they love you. All right, you guys, a lot of stuff today. Gotta get to it. We have uh Mark Goldwine to talk inflation on the show today. Um he is a great guest. We're gonna talk a little inflation a little bit later. Uh but there is a barrage of news coming at us from all angles and we're going to get to it right on the other side of this big deal of the day has to do with Robert Kelly.
3: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of to find coupons and start an instant online estimate. Visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
0: Okay, Rachel, I know you were sad to hear this. R. Kelly has been sentenced <laughs> to 30 years in prison uh, for federal racketeering and sex trafficking charges. Yikes. This great r and singer R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Conviction, federal racketeering. Uh, Prosecutors had asked the judge to sentence Kelly 55 to more than 25 years behind bars, while his defense attorneys asked for 10 or fewer, saying prosecutors' request was tantamount to a life sentence. In deciding the sentence, U.S. District Court Judge Ann Donnelly said she considered Kelly's own traumatic childhood, during which his attorney said he was reportedly sexually abused by a family member and a landlord quote it may explain at least in part what led to your behavior the judge said but it is surely not excuse an excuse some former victims spoke including Lizette Martinez Uh, we're going to give her her say right now Donnie run that for me
4: Um, today was a very special but hard day for us I personally this happened to me a long time ago I was 17 I'm 45 today I never thought that I would be here to see him be held accountable for the atrocious things that he did to children I don't know what else to say except that I'm grateful I'm grateful for today and I'm grateful that Robert Sylvester Kelly is away, will stay away and will not be able to harm anyone
0: else Also, Javanta Cunningham, a former backup singer for R. Kelly, she spoke as well
4: I started this journey 30 years ago, I was 14 years old when I encountered Robert Sylvester Kelly There wasn't a day in my life up until this moment that I actually believed that the judicial system would come through for black and brown girls. I stand here very proud of my judicial system, very proud of my fellow survivors, and very pleased with the outcome. 30 years did he do this, and 30 years is what he got.
0: Hmm. Um, RK's attorney, Jennifer Bonjean, also spoke, said that Said that the uh, the racketeering charge was inappropriate, and said that they plan to appeal the sentence. I would imagine that you're on that that you're good with all of this.
1: I mean, thirty years at at a minimum. You know, I would have been happy if he got even more than that. I I just there's just certain things I just can't stop thinking about. 1 how big the fall for from grace is for him 2 how we just ignored it and I know we didn't know everything but we knew. we knew and we definitely knew the third thing is these victims because there really is just this whole thing of anytime something prior to him actually being in jail and incarcerated and awaiting you know what was going to happen with this trial and the sentencing he was still out and about. he was still doing things, and we would make memes about these things. We would laugh about it. you know, they would do skits, we talked about it on what they used to do on mad TV yeah, Dave Chappelle did something. He was always the butt of jokes, and I just keep thinking of how these women who were victims. Terrorized by him constantly had to be reminded of him, of what he did and how the public continued to uplift him and ignore everything that he was doing. You still have people outside that courtroom who were saying he's innocent and it's these women, uh, the fault of these women. You know, you could go back to, I think he married Aaliyah in 1994. I don't. And then in 1997, there was a woman who accused him of, I think it was sexual battery and something else. And then that settled out of court. She was a minor. We ignored all these things. He didn't even go to trial. I think until 2008, and then he was found out, guilty. And we still ignored it. Like we saw the video of him peeing on the girl. People laughed about it. People, you know, they made a mockery of this man was a predator. We joked about him being the pri- uh, the Pied Piper. And I just keep thinking about these women and how nobody, self-included, considered them. So I hope that, you know, it doesn't even really matter what I think or what you think or other people. It really matters about how these victims feel and if they feel that justice was served. If they're able to finally heal and move on now that people are finally recognizing what a terror and demon that uh, R. Kelly was.
0: Yeah, I mean you don't you don't um you don't tell me it doesn't matter what I Okay. Think. You, you wanna say it? You don't So Van don't... Van thinks differently. Van <clears throat> would you like to talk about the I other think side of it? At all. You don't come at me, you don't <laughs> tell me it doesn't matter what I think. No, just very well said. Uh this mm-hmm. the uh, the road is not over for R. Kelly. He still um has to be moved back to Chicago, refaces another federal trial in August, uh on child pornography and obstruction charges. So um his troubles in in a lot of ways are just beginning. Um you know you hear different buzzwords now in society and let me let me be honest with people uh i'm getting sick of shit i'm definitely getting sick of shit i'm getting sick of a lot of the complaining i'm getting sick of people policing language i'm getting sick of all of this but when a case like this happens when it occurs it um it reminds me of how vigilant we sometimes have to be because everything that you're just talking about is can all be summed up in one word. And that word, n- word is normalization. So a lot of times it's now one of those buzzwords that you hear all thrown around where people are like, hey, um, the normalization of this, the normalization of that, the normalization of this. And we're thinking, ah, man, I'm just talking shit. I'm just joking. It's like whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Shit that's not normal or t- let me not say normal because normal is a. Is, is a subjective word. How about shit that's destructive and toxic shouldn't be normalized? And what we essentially did was we took R. Kelly's predatory behavior and we cooked it down to a quirk. It's a yeah. quirky thing yeah. about R. Kelly. Hey, yeah. it's quirky. He likes underage girls. It's a quirk, you know? Um, and so for years and years and years, this guy who... Is, is uh, musically incredibly gifted. Uh, We took his music in exchange for his abuse. And we all made that decision. It was very transactional. We knew. We, we took R. Kelly's music in exchange for giving him the free reign to abuse people. And I just hope that we'll all keep that in mind the next time we're faced with that choice. The next time someone asks us to make a choice that might be transactional in that same way, that we'll think about what we're, what we're normalizing and secondly we'll think about what the trade off is okay it's it's Jackson time KBJ Kataji Brown Jackson sworn into the Supreme Court on Thursday it's today shattering the glass ceilings the first black lady 51 years old 116th justice Breyer is out He's gonna go eat his brand of ice cream um, And now she is going to a court that to me is wholly illegitimate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy, but at the same time, I'll ask you, in light of what's happened with Roe, uh, and not just Roe, but a string of bad decisions, the Supreme Court yeah. is on a roll. They're like Miles Bridges. The Supreme Court is if you guys don't know who Miles Bridges is, Miles Bridges is an incredibly talented basketball player who is desperately, desperately, desperately trying to ruin his basketball career. Just bas- <laughs> bad decision, our bad decision was just arrested today uh, on a domestic violence situation. Yeah. Before there's just all kinds of stuff. The Supreme Court and Miles Bridges are on the same trajectory, just ruining it at all, okay? Uh, so to have Katanji Brown Jackson there means a ton, but I'm reminded of what I felt earlier when I was like her appearance on the court.
1: Yes, is, I thought about that. Is
0: is maybe a little bit more cosmetic? I, I, I'm not in any way. It's not cosmetic. I, I don't want to say that, but right. I wish it mattered. I wish she could. She had the power to. She's gonna write a lot of dissenting opinions, and I'm sure will be beautiful. For right now, we're so fucked with the
1: court. <laughs> a lot of dissenting. Opinions.
0: I, I, I don't know.
1: Listen, I thought about what you said, um, you know, knowing that this was going to happen and and it is a historic moment. I don't think it's cosmetic. I think that when she was confirmed, we celebrated, we realized how big of a moment it is. We talked about the representation of it. We talked about what this means. We talked about how this was long overdue. We talked about how she's well qualified and more qualified than most of the people who are currently sitting on the bench. But yes, in the grand scheme of things on a court where it is currently 6-3 her being on in the minority, it doesn't make it doesn't make a difference in regards to decisions that are going to come from this court, but it does make a it makes a difference in the composition of the court. And I don't want to take away from that. However, I celebrated that back when the confirmations happened. Happen. So yeah, like the fact that this is how ha- she's actually getting sworn in is a beautiful moment. But in light of what's happened this week or last week, and now even some of the decisions that have come out this week, they're done for now. Um, I guess until they start up again, uh, rule, uh, letting the rulings go. Uh, I'm I'm... Yeah, I'm a little disenchanted at the moment because of what's happening with the court. But I still stand by everything we said when she was confirmed originally.
0: Yeah, I I feel you. I listened to an NPR interview with uh, Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris was talking about... I wish I had audio from the interview. And she was talking Mm -hmm. to uh, the NPR interviewer about everything that the Biden administration has delivered on. And Oh, was it a short interview? No, it wasn't. <laughs> because it was a very interesting interview. I I think it's on the NPR Politics podcast. I suggest everybody go listen to it. And it's about the fact that there are so many things. Because NPR said to Kamala Harris, they said, "Look, people turned out. You're telling people to vote again, right? <laughs> and a lot of people are disenchanted with that. With that." that message people turned out record numbers in 2020 and they expected to be a little further along or to have some protections that they didn't get. And she starts talking about everything that she feels like people stood outside for. She said, she was talking about people f- stood outside for uh, the child tax credit. And we've done that. We've ended child poverty. People stood outside for um, having clean water and the infrastructure bill. And we did that. We we're gonna get the the lead out of the water. We promised to do that in ten years. We're we're passing the first infrastructure bill after all of this time. Like people st- stood out stood out there because we um, promised a black Supreme Court justice, and we did that. Ketanji Brown Jackson. I am not obsessed with bashing the Democrats. When I'm when I'm listening to her, I'm thinking that's not why we stood out there. I'm going to be honest with you. All those things are fantastic, and this and this administration does deserve a tremendous amount of credit for a lot of the things that they've done and attempted to do. I'm not in any way saying that they're the bad guys, but just listening to her double down. I know that that's political speak. She's not going to get up there and say, hey, it's a lot of stuff that we thought we were going to be able to do. We can't do it. The best option is, the the best recourse that we have is actually to go vote and turn some of these places. We're going to talk about them in a second. But I don't know. When I heard Katanji Brown-Jackson in there, I was like, I know I didn't stand out there and vote for a black female Supreme Court justice. I think that's amazing. But right, right. I was out there that's for, what were in line for voting rights and I was out there for violence and policing. And I was out there because I hate fucking Donald Trump. And I'll be out there again, <laughs> but don't lie to me while about while I was there. Don't don't play me. Even though a lot of stuff that she mentioned was great. All right, let's talk about something we talked about on the last podcast. On the last podcast, we talked about that the Democrats need to message a little bit better about some of the races that could be uh that we could win, you know, as far as the left, the people that don't want to steal women's uteruses. Rachel, did you see the the Did you see the response to that?
1: Did I see a response to what? On Reddit? That you're talking about? Was there a response on Reddit?
0: Some of the soulless jackals on Reddit were very upset with us.
1: Wait. This was about the... um, Because you said... We said we wanted to put it all together in a list and the Democrats need to be better with their messaging. On Reddit, they said that we need to do our own research. Was that that post? They, like said, do, yeah. they said we need
0: to do they said they said not only do we need to do our own research but that the democrats um they said that this stuff is easily find easily searchable go out there and figure it out forget about the the democrats don't need to do this you do it you're an american go find it and by the way that's i don't disagree with that i just think if you want to win it might be a good idea to message the information. Look, I go out and I it, I investigate political things that I think about all the time, but I think it's a good idea if you want to win at an election and you're up against stupid people, right? Who continue to kick your ass. <laughs> like, I think it might be a good idea to give people the intellectual ammunition that they need to fight back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: In one place. I don't think that that was too hard of an ask. I really don't. I really don't. Yeah, I guess I was a little shocked. that It was like such a strong stance to that. Um, Yeah. Listen, yes, we could do our own research. But at the same time, when we talk about the Republicans messaging and we talk about how they seem to be aligned and push out the same message, whether it's hypocritical or wrong, they still continue, continue to push it out. They're aligned on their messaging. Right. You know where they stand. You know what they're doing or, the, or they're not doing and they're lying about it. But when it comes to the Democrats, everybody says the same thing. They need to do better with their messaging. So we're simply just asking for one place for it all to be together so we can all go to the polls and vote and change the way things are going. That's it. I've, I'm really shocked at the strong response. Like, so a couple out. of things
0: here. Number one, Elizabeth Warren, who is a fantastic politician. Uh, actually put out something that I retweeted. I suggest you guys go out there. If not, we'll post it, uh, so f- for the Souls Jacket, We can post it on it. Higher Learning. Uh, post it on Higher Learning. Elizabeth Warren uh, Warren actually put out some messaging that I think was fantastic on this. Uh, and I spoke to friend of the podcast, somebody who I know you guys all love, somebody who you guys do not think, uh, is an untrustworthy political operative, one of my friends, someone who I know. Is a good person, Bakari Sellers. I've seen some of the talk about Bakari on the Reddit as well. Damn it, that's my man. I, I talked to Bakari, Bakari. Sellers. This was the 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 exchange between me and Bakari. I was like, uh, "What are the races in play?" Bakari said, "I said, Are there any races in play? Where can the Democrats gain seats this year? Are there races in play?" He said, "Yes, nigga."
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I said,
0: "And I said, Well, shit." I got a message since y'all not going to do it. Bakari said, look, when the same states Biden won, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, whole Georgia and Nevada, if we get freaky, we can win Ohio, Florida and North Carolina. You could actually get to 55, 55. You could actually. This is the
1: Senate. This is the Senate.
0: This is the Senate. You could actually get to 55. So. We're going to run down some wow. of these races. In Nevada, you have a Senate GOP candidate, Adam Laxalt. He said Roe versus Wade was always wrongly decided and called overturning the landmark abortion rights a case of historic victory. Okay. Abortion rights are very strongly, very strongly protected in Nevada. But still, though, uh, a, a senator there. And look, we have a plan here at Higher Learning to interview every single Senate politician in every single state where it is winnable so that we can give them all a platform and get, and help their fundraising dollars so that we can win. The goal is 55, 55, and we can do some shit. Rach, we got to be the change. Are you ready? We got to
1: be the change. You're right. I am ready.
0: Are you ready to have Reddit finally on our side? actually not not that'll you. be
1: the day right they, they love you no they oh my gosh they get mad at me i posted something the other, the other day because they were like "Oh, rachel was so wrong about that that's not true texas beto's winning and i was like actually here's an article this is where i got that from no he's not
3: i didn't even they do see they
1: come at me all the time i love rachel but she's you know she's wrong again and i do get things <laughs> wrong sometimes please tell me when i get things wrong <laughs> they do not always love me. That is, they love you. Oh, by the way, once again, when I was out this week, I just kept meeting Thought Warriors. People were running up to me, telling me that they love the podcast. They love you, Van. They love what we do. And I just Reddit love that. Harris. Oh, I can't wait for a live show. I
3: can't wait. So we
1: can, just stop, we can just stop judging everything by Reddit. There yeah. are Thought Warriors out there who love what we're doing.
0: I love Reddit. Everybody go to the Reddit, All our Thought Warriors. Mm-hmm. I go there.
1: It goes down. It, it goes down. down in the Reddit.
0: It goes down. Uh, you have Pennsylvania. You have Dr. No, Oz. No, you can't go down. Who is 100% anti-abortion. Which I never knew. I never knew any of this shit that about Dr. Oz. he was Dr. so Oz. conservative?
1: I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, where did this come from? My question is, was his show getting canceled? Or did he just say, I'm so fed up. I got to I gotta run into politics. Yeah. Because he seems very, I had no idea he was conservative. And again, I didn't watch his show.
0: He's up against Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who said the right to an abortion will be on the ballot this November in Pennsylvania. I need to get uh, John Fetterman on this podcast. In North Carolina, the candidate is Sherry Beasley up against Ted Budd. Um, he Hi. called uh roe historic, a historic victory. Okay. So we need to get Sherry Beasley on this podcast. You have Wisconsin, Senator Ron Johnson, it's record on abortion rights. Fucking putrid. Putrid. All right. The Planned Parenthood Action Fund lost an advertising campaign against Ron Johnson. Wisconsin is another place that we might be able to make some um some inroads. We need to make sure candidates in places where we have chances are going to get this. You're going to get this information. You're going to get. You're going to hear from these candidates here on Higher Learning. Uh, people like Elizabeth Warren are, are putting this out. Um, but it's if you're I, I, if you're listening to my voice and you live here in New York or you live in California, you live in a place where the ladies that you share your community with are going to be okay. That's great. Happy for you that you don't live in Gilead. However, we need to be a part of the solution to this problem everywhere. And we need to be supporting people. Also, down there in Georgia, Stacey Abrams is trying to get her thing popping again. We need to make sure that we're on top of that. Stacey Abrams, and support Stacey Abrams. A lot of people were mad at Stacey Abrams because she said some pro-police shit. I don't know how you guys expect... I don't know how you guys expect Stacey Abrams to be the governor of Georgia and diss the cops at the same time, I don't know, like to be honest with you
1: did she did she have to make a comment
0: she does du- I don't know what she... I
1: don't know what I don't know what the context of was her for saying it. I didn't know,
0: so this was the same thing that that got Joe Biden in trouble that I was mad about, right? The reason why I was mad about George Joe Biden saying this is because he was completely at the antithesis of everything uh, of everything that we were talking about. My thing is. I thought that Joe Biden's statement on it uh, was a slap in the face to a lot of people. Stacey Abrams, I think it was a lot more measured. I still support Stacey, Stacey Abrams. I My support for the police is at an all-time low. But the reality is Stacey Abrams is much better for the future of Georgia. And as, in making Georgia purple or blue, it would be much better to have her there than Brian Kemp. Okay, All right obviously that state is coming down to uh the you have two you have fucking uh, CTE Jimmy Herschel Walker up against <laughs> Rafael Warnock okay so we're going to be there we're we're around we're making it happen we're going to be in all of these places even if we have to go all of these places and stump for these people i'm not taking this road shit lying down Good.
1: fuck them we shouldn't
0: um, Arizona as well. The challenge, Mark, Mark Kelly is the senator there in Arizona. So
1: I, I like having every single one of these people trying to get every single one of them who's in these um these states that we just mentioned on the podcast. Let's talk to them. Let's promote them. Let's let's put it out there. All right, let's, let's do, do our part. Let's do our part. Trudy, Donnie,
0: let's, you know, let's do it. All right, right now we have to talk to. As Rachel has a dog on her, is that Brownie?
1: It's Brownie. He's a little sick. It's
0: not feeling good. So
1: he's being a big baby. Um,
0: yeah. So uh, right now we're going to talk to Mark Goldwine about some inflation. Okay, We've been talking about this. There are things going on here uh, that affect Americans, and inflation is one of them. He is from the Center of Fiscal Responsibility, and we're going to talk to him. And he's going to do a damn good job, explaining how America got into a situation with inflation
3: that it's in right now and what we might be able to do to get out of it.
0: Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX.
3: What a wonderful day!
0: This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our
3: time. my village. I know
2: where they're taking your clan.
0: When, for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, guys, you might have noticed the price of things is like the wire. So one point on the wire, guys, where Avon Barksdale well, actually it wasn't Avon, it was uh, it was uh fuck. Fuck that up. Yeah, let, that. let
1: the wire go. No, let not, the no, wire no, no, go. Let's just Marlo. keep it moving. Dude, Marlo? It's Marlo.
0: It's Marlo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, society is like the wire right now. Remember, Marlo, Marlo Stansfield told everyone the price of the brick is going up. It's going up. And you might have noticed this happening, the gas pump. You might have noticed this happening at the uh, at super, the supermarket. This is called inflation. We haven't really talked about it much on Higher Learning. We're going to talk about it now with Mark Goldwine, who is the senior vice president and senior policy director of the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. I ran across his Twitter, which is a great Twitter, when I was looking for information on inflation. And I thought it would be great for Mark to join us. Uh, We thought it would be great for Mark to join us on Higher Learning and help us understand um, how inflation is affecting the lives of daily Americans and what might be able to be done to stop it. Mark, thank you so, so much for joining us on Higher Learning.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Okay, first question. Explain to people that might not know, like we're children, which we are, what inflation is and how it affects a country's economy.
5: Sure. So inflation is basically when the prices go up for the same exact goods. And it's not just when one price goes up. This happens all the time, right? The price of apples is higher or the price of gas is higher. Inflation is when the price of everything is going up. And so you're buying the exact same stuff and paying more for it.
1: Mm. Gosh, you said it said it in such an easy way to understand, right? Um, okay, Mark, should we be scared? <laughs>
5: Scared, I, I don't think we should ever live in fear, but we should definitely be concerned. Inflation right now, depending on which measure you, you use, is running at like 8.5%. What we aim for is 2 to 2.5%, so, so we're basically at like three or four times where we should be. This is the highest it's been, by the way, since 1981, and 1981 was a really crazy inflation time. So I wouldn't say scared, but yeah, we should be concerned. Inflation is really, really high.
1: You just terrified me.
0: <laughs> it's very, it's very hot. And by the way, you know, inflation has, been, inflation has destroyed societies in the past. It's like, it's like wiped out whole countries' economies in the past. Uh, it is something that's, you know, it it, it can be disastrous uh, to people's everyday lives. Speaking of the eighties and the seventies, um, for specifically, there was a time when we had crazy inflation. OK, um, we'll get to the causes of our current inflation. If we look back into the past, it, there was a, in the 70s, inflation was bad and the Fed had to take drastic action to get American inflation under control. And it was led by a guy named Paul Volcker at the time, uh, who really became something of a national villain for some of the actions that he took to curb inflation. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened then and what might need to be done now to curb the inflation that we have?
5: Yeah, I think it starts with understanding why inflation arises. And sure. it could be for a lot of reasons, but mainly it happens when there's too much, in, in economics terms, we say there's too much demand for the amount of supply in the economy. And when that, that either has to mean people are spending way too much money or the economy's not producing nearly enough stuff. It could be either or it could be both. But when that happens, the Federal Reserve who's in charge of controlling inflation really only has one tool and that's to get people to slow their spending. And the Federal Reserve gets them to slow their spending usually by raising interest rates. When there's higher interest rates, homes are harder to afford, um, people's retirement accounts or um, other values decline. So people have less money to, to, to spend in there from their savings. Um, ultimately, this trickles into the labor market, and it causes economic pain. And if we do this early, and there's only a little bit of inflation, the Federal Reserve can cause just a tiny bit of pain by getting people to spend less, and that can stop the inflation. What happened in the 70s and 80s is inflation was so far out of control that Paul Volcker felt like the only course of action was basically to drive the economy into a deep recession, to really cut off the spending so much that nobody, again, would question that the Federal Reserve was willing to do what it took to bring inflation under control. And it it did cause a recession, but it also worked. After that, we had 40 years of basically no excessive inflation.
1: Mm. So we have seen the Federal Reserve raise the interest rates at this point. Are we starting to now see things cool off a little bit or go down because of that? Yeah. And will they go higher to to continue in that way?
5: Through the entire COVID pandemic, the entire first two years, the Federal Reserve had cut its interest rate to zero, right? Now its interest rate is a little bit bit above one and a half. And maybe more importantly, the Federal Reserve has signaled it's probably going to raise it to about three and a half. Maybe it'll go a little bit less, maybe it'll go a little bit more. But that signal is important because uh, especially in the financial markets, like for people generating mortgages, the signal already starts to set how they set the mortgages. And so it already is having an effect, especially in the housing market. Um, if you wanted to buy a home a year ago, you could probably get a 3% interest rate, maybe three and a half. Right now, 6% is normal rate for, for a 30-year loan. And so guess what? People aren't buying houses. If they, can, if they can avoid it, right now they're not. So we're already seeing the cool down there. Um, we are seeing cool downs in other sectors of the economy, but it's hard to tell how much of that is interest rates and how much of that is what's going on with oil prices related to Uh,
0: related to the Russian
1: invasion of Ukraine. Mark, you hit a nerve. He's making that face. Go ahead, ahead, tell him.
0: No, Mark, you hit a a nerve. (laughs) Rachel just bought a home. She Uh didn't buy a home. She bought a mansion. With a pool? No,
1: I did not. <laughs> I did not. But I got a, smart. I got good interest rates. I got locked in right before they just started to really shoot up again. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I've been, I've
5: been admiring your bookshelf and your background this entire time so Easy. far. So, Mark, uh, you, should <laughs> Mark,
0: I have, you should see the pool.
5: Honestly, I have the, the best luck with interest rates. We, um, we put our offer on our house on I forget March first, twenty twenty, and then we got the loan like right before April 1st when everyone thought the economy was going to go into a deep depression. And I got like the best interest rate in the whole world. I'm really oh. lucky on that. Oh,
0: so, so let's, good for you, Mark. But, good for you, Mark.
5: But then I was locked in that house for the next two years. So you win some, you lose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's talk about before we get to gas, let's talk about specifically some of the back and forth right now. Um, on what people believe caused this uh, little spike of American inflation that we're having right now. Okay, uh, you hear from both sides of people, and it's a highly politicized issue. You hear, hey, the decision to give Americans cash while we were inside caused inflation, right? That drove things up, caused inflation. You also hear that a lot of the supply chain problems that we're having right now caused inflation. You're hearing, hey, maybe it was some of Trump's tariffs. And the prices on goods as a result of the tariffs that Trump implemented implemented that caused inflation. Was it one of those things more than the other? Or was it the combination of those things that got us to where we are right now?
5: Look, all of these things have, have to come together. But I think there's really two causes. One of you can think of as the 2021 inflation and the other you can think of as the 2022 inflation. The 2021 inflation, I think, to a large degree, really was the stimulus we sent people. Not, not the money we sent in 2020 when people were locked in their homes, but the money we spent just as the reopening was happening, right? Just as people were starting to get back to normal, there were vaccines, you know, schools were reopening. We sent everyone, we sent a family of five $7,000. We sent a new round of unemployment checks. We sent states that were already running surpluses, big amounts of federal aid, um, and immediately that money showed up in the spending data um, in, in April. Uh, purchases of cars went through the roof, for example. We immediately saw that and that probably caused a lot of the inflation in 2021. Um, now, things were not getting back to normal their own, but things were starting to stabilize, I think, at a elevated rate, maybe four percent or inflation a, a year, which is still twice what it's supposed to be, but better. And then we had the Russian invasion in Ukraine and the international response. And that's probably spiked. it. That's really responsible for a lot of the 2022 inflation, because that took an already bad inflation situation and it added to it uh, the highest oil prices we've seen, you know, in modern history and higher food prices and all sorts of other other chaos to the economy.
0: How, though, what specifically about the Russian invasion of Ukraine uh, ended up making Americans feel it in their wallets?
5: The, the biggest factor was basically there's less oil available and less natural gas available for purchase. For us, it's more oil, but it's a global market, so it all matters. Um, the international community came together and sort of cut off Russia from some, from some markets. And from a sort of international peace perspective, Trying that, that's probably a good thing. But from a price perspective, it means there's less oil out there, but there's still the same amount of driving that people want to do right? People still want to purchase the same amount of stuff. In fact, because we're still doing pretty financially well from all the money we had in 2021, um, people are actually spending more than normal. They're doing more flights, more car trips, et cetera. And so if there's less oil, but people still want the same amount or more, the price is going to go up. And so that's the biggest area we're seeing in it. We're seeing similar things in um, a lot of kind of food. There's a lot of wheat that's grown, for example, and other grains that are grown in Ukraine and Russia. Um, You know, vodka prices are up. So we're seeing it in food as well. Yeah. I mean, I, we all, we all have seen it when we go to the store to get our, our weekly vodka. Right. But uh, <laughs> uh, oh, you guys don't do that. <laughs> uh, but it, it's mainly appearing in gas prices. And the problem with gas is that's an input price to everything else. Right. Cause any kind of good, there's shipping associated with it. Um, you know, either the shipping you do or the shipping between stores and warehouses, if it's a service, people are still kind of having to, to commute. So those gas prices are trickling through everything else. And, and, That didn't cause the inflation, but it took an inflation that was bad, but stabilizing it and turned it into a situation that was really bad and not stable at all.
1: So, Mark, it was trending on Twitter today that the price of Arizona iced tea had gone from ninety nine cents to a dollar twenty nine. Did you see this? I I, I did.
0: not I didn't. That's (laughs) fucking hilarious.
1: But it didn't. Okay. They were mixing up the U S dollar with the Canadian, uh. the Canadian dollar, but it's not true. It's a whole like NPR thing wrote an article about it. People were going wild thinking that the price had gone up 30 cents, but it raised this bigger question of, you know, it's still 99 cents, but how much longer can these companies stick to these fixed price items? Like how, can, how much longer can they hold out? Will we see, you know, our beloved Arizona iced tea jump up? And thirty to thirty cents more, or things like that.
5: Yeah. Um, so these kinds of fixed prices is one reason that um, you rarely see sort of medium inflation. You either see low inflation or high inflation because they'll want to stick to ninety-nine cents as long as they can, right? There's there's no benefit of them raising from ninety-nine cents to a dollar five. If they're going to raise, it's because they're raising to a dollar twenty-five or a dollar fifty. And so some of these prices are going to be sticky. But when they unstick, they're probably going to unstick by a significant amount. The other thing companies can do, and we see this at like McDonald's, is something called shrinkflation. Um, you charge the same price, but, you know, you were the McDouble. It used to be a double cheeseburger with two slices of cheese. Now it's the McDouble with only one slice of cheese, right? Oh, or now right. Or now instead of five <laughs> ounces of meat, it's four ounces of meat. So they do things to give you a slightly smaller product or a worse product for the same price. That's also inflation. It's just less visible inflation. You don't see it as much, but the nerds at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they do measure that kind of inflation as well.
0: What number from your calculations, what what interest rate number will we have to hit to see our current inflation um, affected? Well,
5: I think as we raise interest rates, it's going to be affected. The question is like, what interest rate to get inflation back down to the Federal Reserve's target of 2%? That's a, that's a really tough question. That's like the trillion dollar question. But at minimum, the interest rate is going to have to be higher than the inflation rate significantly. So wow. Well, that doesn't mean 9.5% because as we raise <laughs> I
0: was about to say yeah, shit. As,
5: <laughs> as we raise the interest rate, hopefully the inflation rate's going to come down, right? So All hopefully they're going to so right now, now, there's different measures of inflation, but the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation right now it's at wow. is at six and a half, and they're restricted to one percent, one and a half. Maybe as they raise it to two and a half, it goes down to four and a half. So I don't know yeah. where they're going to converge, but they will have to converge somewhere for the inflation rate to get down to two percent. Gun to my head, being forced to guess, I would say we're going to have to have an inflation, sorry, interest rate of four um, percent or higher maybe 4.5% if we want to get inflation down. But I also think there's a chance that the Federal
0: Reserve- Does that guarantee a recession?
5: Um, I think it makes it very likely. So I think there's a chance Ooh. I think there's a chance the Federal Reserve is going to look at the situation. They're going to do enough interest rate hikes to get the interest rate down to say, inflation rate to down to say 3%. And they're going to say, well, we're shooting for 2%. But 3% is pretty good. And let's stick here for a while and see if we can get the economy moving. Then maybe go a little further. So I think there's a chance that to avoid a recession, they'll accept an inflation rate that's a bit higher than their target. Because the, the administration wanted,
0: also- I, the administration won't accept a recession. I think the administration is going to want to avoid a, 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 avoid a recession at all costs. I'm
5: sure they'll want to, but they may not be in control of this. And, and I got to say, a lot of the ideas that they're throwing out. Um, frankly, are going to make the situation worse. Like this gas tax holiday, this is going to save people like eight cents at the pump, and it's going to have to cause the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates more. It's going to increase the likelihood of a recession.
0: How do you feel like the administration is handling it all, all all of this?
5: Um, not great. Um, there there are some things they do they're doing. That I think are very helpful. I don't think supply chains are really the main story here, but they they've been doing a good job trying to clear up some of the supply chain issues. Um, It was good that they released some oil from the strategic petroleum reserve. But overall, I don't think they're ready to admit that part of the problem was we put too much cash to the economy all at one time. And until they can admit that they can't Until you admit the source of your problem, you can't solve it. And they keep proposing solutions that are actually adding to that, like the gas tax, I'll say, like. Student student debt cancellation, all sorts of stuff that's actually going to make it worse. Ooh, so Mark. yes,
1: Mark, you wrote an article about that. Speak on that. I was going to ask you about that. You think you said it's bad for eighty five percent of Americans. Yeah. Speak on. Yeah. It. So here's the situation:
5: thirteen <laughs> percent of Americans have student debt. Um, for some of them, it really is crippling, and they really need relief, especially Americans that didn't finish college and have the debt and didn't finish it. And so we should figure out how to. And I have a lot of ideas, but it's a whole other podcast how to help those folks. A lot of that 13% um, is doing quite well. They have college degrees, advanced degrees, law degrees, medical degrees. They're earning high amounts of money. If we effectively send them $10,000 of cash, which is what this is be they're going to go out and spend it. That's going to make the inflation situation worse. Um, That is going to raise everybody's prices. And so basically, um, we're going to make 13% of people better off. Of that, 3% really needed it. The other ten percent didn't need it, but they're going to spend the money to make the other eighty seven percent face higher prices.
1: Hmm. yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I would have been part of the people who spent it i we've We've had the student loan discussion here and I can' make people upset every single time I talk about not paying them um, yeah, look, so, look, i mean it's, oh, go ahead.
5: it's it's great if you have student debt, it's great to not have to pay it back it's um um sure. I, I wish I would love ten thousand dollars but when you're thinking about the entire economy, you need to consider what putting more money into an economy where we're already spending more than we can produce is going to do to the inflation Do you know, what
0: the, do you know what the problem with that is, Mark? And we're about to run up into – you're about to become a, a cancer on the left, Mark. I'm not sure where you are. But they're going to look at you and they're going to say, Mark, that Mark doesn't want to cancel our student loans. The problem with, <laughs> the, 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 like, like the problem with that is, for me, I'll just be honest with you, see what you think about this. Throw this out at you, Mark, is that there are a high percentage of black and brown people with these loans that, in my opinion, are predatory and could really use the debt cancellation, the debt forgiveness, however you want to put it. So I guess the question is, is there a sweet spot? Mark, I believe in sweet spots. You ever eat an MM? and I
5: love m M&M. and Yeah, sure.
0: Price is going up. Stop, Mark. Stop being <laughs> negative.
5: <laughs> it's actually the same price, but now you just get m and minis. You just get the
1: minis. No! What did you call it? Shrinkflation? Shrinkflation. Shrinkflation. shrinkflation.
0: shrinkflation. There's a lot of women out there that go through shri- shrinkflation. Van, the, make the, your anyway, point. Uh, so what I'm saying is, is there a sweet spot of uh, loan forgiveness or cancellation that can affect some of the Americans that are most vulnerable to this but not affect the overall American economy uh, in a way that is counterproductive to everyone? Do Because you said that maybe yeah. there is. And what does that look like?
5: Yeah, I, I think there is. I, look, we're never going to get it perfect because when was the last time Washington ever got anything perfect? Of course. But, um, I, I think the three angles to think about here are, first of all, what are the truly predatory loans? And, and there's a lot of the administration has been actually doing a good job kind of going through one by one and finding the, the, the colleges that are really just scams. Um, some of them have, you know, since shut down, cancel those loans. I think we, we can do that. The administration's started to do that let's do that more. The second is there's something called income-based repayment. It already exists, but it's a mess. Nobody even understands how it works or if they're in it. Um, but we can clean it up. We can clean it up somewhat with administrative actions, more for the deduction due legislation. We can get people in it, that are supposed to be in it. What it effectively does is it caps how much you have to pay of your income to loans in any given um, in any given year. It sure. also has an exemption based on, you know, if you're making less than 150% of the poverty, you're paying nothing. And then after a certain time period. It wipes away the diff- it wipes away whatever's whatever's left. So we gotta fix that. But then the third thing is, and the whole this is getting way off the inflation, but I'm gonna get back to it a little bit, is that the problem in here is actually college affordability, right? Canceling debt is um is about solving a problem we already we already did. It's about it's a it's a windfall for people that already got the degree. But the problem is we're just gonna have a new generation of people that are entering college um and actually facing even higher tuitions because if people think there's gonna be debt cancellation every Every presidency, every four years, they're going to take out more in debt. Colleges are going to see that. They're going to hike tuition more. They're going to offer more degrees that are either useless or just not worth the return. So we actually need to get to this affordability um, thing. You know, college doesn't need to be four years for everyone. This should be colleges should be offering three year bachelor degrees that are more no frills. We don't need, um, you know, every university to be a, to be sort of a fancy, fancy spa. Um, we don't need so much administrative spending. We need them to accept. Advanced placement credits and IB credits so people can get more credit in high school for college. There's all sorts of things we can do in the front end um, to hold colleges and universities accountable. So to me, just canceling everyone's debt across the board is a cop-out. It's saying, we're not gonna deal with the problem that colleges and universities are charging too much. We're just going to put this one-time Band-Aid on it. The Band-Aid's actually maybe infected, so it's maybe gonna make the problem worse going forward and kick it to a future, future president, future Congress to deal with it. And I just think that's the wrong approach.
1: Mark, if we don't get this under control under this administration, and let's just say Biden doesn't win again in 2024 and we have a whole new administration come in, is that going to be, do you think, and I guess this is a hypothetical, but do you think that is going to make things worse? If we don't get it done in the next year and a half, is it going to make it worse?
3: Well, let let me say
5: this. I think that what we've seen in societies throughout history um, that suffer long periods of very high inflation um, is often it leads to like a lot of political problems that our political system is already a mess. Often it leads to demagogues to come to come to power. Often at least people look for, um, you know, quick fix solutions that are, are not very good. That doesn't always happen. You know, I think in the eighties, all we just had was a horrible recession, but um, otherwise things were okay. But I think there's a lot of potential political damage like not political damage, little political, like big political damage to our society if this goes on for, for too long. Now, is two years or three years too long for that? I, I don't I don't know. I, this may just be more of the same kind of political damage we've been having recently. But I do think there's a balancing act here because if we we want to get inflation under control without causing a recession, and that may mean accepting a period of time that inflation is declining, but it's still high.
0: Hmm. So... Last question for me. Uh Bill Maher was on the show and he was he was echoing actually some of your sentiments saying that sending people <clears throat> some of the uh the stimulus checks that we sent them uh contributed to inflation. Crystal Ball um which is a great name.
3: <laughs> I don't know if you saw this
0: clip. Crystal Ball uh from she's a political commentator, pundit if you will. She shot back that there was also A trillion dollars, a trillion dollars, I think it was around a trillion dollars, pumped into Wall Street around 2020 at the time that the stock market was in tatters. Um, That around the time coronavirus started to cause uh, some global panic in the market, so February 2020, March 2020, um, that we shot a trillion dollars into Wall Street to, uh, stabilize things a little bit and try to get ahead of some of the, the financial instability that, that, that COVID might bring us and that nobody talks about that, uh, and how that might've infected inflation, but they want to talk about extra money for, uh, Americans that might want to, you know, buy a car or you know pay off a, a loan or something like that. Uh, how do you think those two things compare to one another?
5: So we didn't, we didn't send a trillion dollars to Wall Street. We did actually say we were going to, 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 depending on how you measure it, send something along that magnitude. But the Federal Reserve never actually sent most of that money. It turned out it was in the tens of billions. Um, the bigger gift to Wall Street actually was these low interest rates. Um, when interest rates are close to zero, um, it, mean, it basically causes stock values to go way up. And that's what we saw with the stock market. And I do think um, that contributed to a lot of our inflation people. With a lot of money, felt even wealthier because their portfolios went up 30, 40 percent. And guess what? They spent that wealth. Um, so I do think the very low interest rates boosting the stock market has been a big contributor to inflation. The difference between that and the checks to some degree is we've actually solved for that already with the higher interest rates. So I, mean, I don't know if you've seen the stock market recently, but basically all those gains have. have now been uh I've all those gains have like. been have been wiped away. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. So we are, the Federal Reserve, I think, is doing what it's supposed to do to unwind those gains, and, and the stock market is going down, and um, basically has adjusted for inflation, the stock market has lost all of its gains from, from the pandemic. Uh, wow. Those checks are also being spent down now. So like those checks aren't a forever problem. Um, but meanwhile, the fear now is what was this one-time boost in demand from the high stock values and also from the checks and also from the money business in the States is going to start to embed in the economy because people are going to see it's um, 8.5% inflation and they're going to start expecting that inflation is going to be higher. Maybe they're not going to expect 8.5%, but they're going to expect 4%. If they start expecting that, they're going to start asking for higher raises. They're going to start be more willing to pay more for products. Businesses are going to start raising prices more. So the, the biggest fear isn't this one-time demand boost, whether it's from... You know, from stock values or from household balance sheets, it's that it sets in motion um, this ongoing inflation that continues even once once people aren't having that elevated income anymore.
0: Fantastic.
1: Last question for me, Mark. Last question: Did inflation kill crypto? <laughs> <did> we
5: <laughs> I, well, actually, this that's the thing that could get me um, really in trouble is if I, <laughs> if I opine on my, my views on crypto. Oh, I, give I, it I, to I, me! I, I scale. We're not
1: we're not for it. We're not pro crypto on this podcast. <laughs>
5: um, well yeah, I mean I, I would say I hope so. I think actually high interest rate killed crypto. I think that crypto seemed artificially attractive because interest rates were near zero. And I, I don't want to to be so negative on the Fed cutting rates. I think that was absolutely the appropriate thing for them to do in 2020, was to cover rates to zero. But just because something is the right thing to do doesn't mean it doesn't have consequences. And one of the consequences is people were searching for it's called searching for yield, and they were searching in some pretty dumb places, right? Um like, some of it was they were searching in stocks that turned out to not be that valuable, like Peloton. But some of it was that they were searching <laughs> for things that had literally no value, right? No value, <laughs> like Dogecoin. And, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for Pogs to come back. Um, but...
0: <laughs> so uh, let me ask you a question. Can crypto, can crypto exist with a, ri- a, a higher interest rate? What does a high interest rate mean, in your opinion, the death of crypto?
5: Death is a strong word, but I, I think that with a high interest rate, crypto is going to be a lot less attractive. And will be less attractive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Goldwyn, thank you so much. Thanks for for having having me. Yeah, that's great. You've made us a lot smarter. We understand the issues now. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, Where can they find you? What are you doing? Tell them about yourself before we get out of here.
5: Uh, Yeah, sure. Check out crfb.org. We're the Committee for Responsible Federal Budget. And check me out on Twitter at at Mark Goldwine. I have lots of opinions about pogs. No opinions about (laughs) crypto. All right.
0: Peace, brother. Thank you for joining us today on Higher Learning. Thank you so much. This
6: episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. my mind and now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the hotels.com app whether you're looking for a family-friendly right all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices ratings and amenities side by side so start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app
3: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you
1: He broke it down in the most simple. Like we could teach a class.
0: We could you feel that way. We could. Yeah, we do. No, he's do. great.
1: We got to have him come back, and because I this doesn't sound like it's going away at all. So we're gonna. Mark is now a friend of the show, and we will have him back, guys.
0: Donnie, give me my drop. Ride sticks, ride stick. They don't stop. Yahoo! This week in Dick Riding, straight to Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry, I have to do it. This D, this week in dick riding, I got to tell Stephen A. Smith, get off Kyrie Irving's dick. It's embarrassing. I don't know if you guys saw it today. Kevin Durant requested a trade from the Nets. He's out. Kyrie opted in. KD said, trade me. KD might get traded to the Suns. He might get traded So I don't know. The Heat, he put out a list of teams. He's probably going to get traded the place where the Nets can get the best deal. Looks like to me, the best deal would be a sign and trade. DeAndre Ayton, send a bunch of picks back. Kevin Durant ends up in Phoenix with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. The Suns are uh, right away NBA Finals contenders. The championship contenders right away. I'm watching ESPN while they're talking about Kevin Durant asking for a trade. I'm watching ESPN. And what does Stephen A. Smith do? He takes the entire situation around Kevin Durant asking for a trade and talks about how it's a reflection on Kyrie Irving and how Kyrie Irving ruined the franchise. Look. I am not in any way saying that people's opinions about Kyrie Irving and how he handled his time in uh, in Brooklyn aren't warranted. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is this. I've talked about this before. Media members taking the time to have personal vendettas with young black athletes, especially when you're an older brother like Stephen A. Smith. Is fucking disgusting. I get if you don't like the way somebody carries themselves or what it is that they're doing. I understand it. But the reality of the situation is having a platform like Stephen A. Smith has and taking every opportunity you can to disc Kyrie Irving, whether warranted or unwarranted, is flagrant dick riding and I can no longer abide by it. Get off his nuts. Stephen A, we know you don't like Kyrie Irving. For whatever reason, you guys have gone back and forth. You've called him names. You've said things about him. He's called you a peon, whatever. Whatever. You're basking in it. It's not good. This This Skip Bayless thing of all of these guys having a LeBron James, somebody to just harp on and beat on and talk shit about. I don't think as black men... In the media, this is the way we should handle shit. I don't. I'm disappointed, Stephen A. Smith. I've seen blatant dick riding, and I have to call it off.
1: Well, Guns let's nuts. just let's let's just be honest. There's a lot of things that you've been disappointed about with Stephen A. Smith when it comes to this podcast. You've talked about Stephen A. Smith quite a lot. And I don't think one of those things has been positive. One could say, you are to Stephen A. Smith. What Stephen A. Smith is to Kyrie?
0: What? Are you accusing?
1: <laughs> Look at him! Look at him doing right Stephen. Right <laughs>
0: <They don't> stop. <laughs> Are you accusing me of being a dick rider?
1: <laughs> Look at you getting in your Stephen A. Smith mode. <laughs> I- <laughs> listen, listen. In all seriousness, when you put it. That way, in regards to a black man constantly talking about another black man, I totally get it. You're right, because it gives non-black people the opportunity to harp on that situation because Stephen A. Smith did. So I get it from that perspective. However, Stephen A. Smith also likes the, the whole pomp and circumstance of it all. It's very similar what he does to the Dallas Cowboys because Kyrie engages with him. It's easy for him to keep going because he knows he's eventually going to get a response out of Kyrie. And that's great for his show. That's great for his brand. And it is. And I mean, the moment Kyrie said something to him on Twitter, he's on Twitter putting up a video about it. You, and, and you could guess that it's like clockwork. You know exactly what's going to happen. And that all that is, it's like, it's ratings for the show. It's generating his worth in this whole industry when it comes to sports broadcasting. That's what he's doing to me. To me it's not really that deep, but I do understand the perspective of it for, as a black man to it's, another black man. It's
0: exploitative to me. It's like
1: it Stephen A Smith
0: asked Kyrie Irving to join him. It's some Skip Bayless shit. So they can Exactly. So they can confront each other one on one for the world to see. Right. So the way to get this popping is for him to come validate you by coming on your show.
1: That's all, right. all he wants. That's all he wants. And listen, if we had a back and forth with someone, we'd want them to come on the podcast because we're going to go back and forth. And at the end of the day, it's going to be great for higher learning. That's what he's doing. It's
0: true. Um, Have you been keeping up with the January 6th committee?
1: So last time you asked me that, I didn't want to. I said, no, I'm not. But somehow it seeped into, (laughs) it got on my radar.
0: Oh, yeah. So I haven't been watching it. I haven't.
1: I haven't been watching it, like it's not on, I'm not watching it, but I'm paying attention to it now in a way that I was not paying attention to it before. It's very juicy. Very juicy. It's very juicy. Uh, So yes, to answer your question.
0: You know what I was about to say? Shout out to Cassidy Hutchinson for her bombshell testimony when she uh, talked about the fact that Donald Trump lunged at the Secret Service driver who was driving the Beast to try to get him to take him to... uh, the capitol (laughs) the capitol here as as people were fucking over it um it seems to me that a lot of what the january 6th committee is putting together is not only a president that had an inkling that there would be violence at the capitol on january 6th but a president who was counting on the fact that there would be violence that wanted to in some way instill fear into uh lawmakers on capitol hill and kind of Obviously, we know he wanted to take the American government into his own. It's just, it sure. seems so. Cassidy Hutchinson, who has now been made into an American hero, but we should say was in the Trump administration. And a lot of these people that you're going to hear from were in the Trump administration. So I think as I listen to people who underestimated the president's uh, penchant for destruction, uh, I appreciate them coming forward as Americans and doing what they feel like is the right thing. But also, I kind of wonder. We don't forget. Yeah. You know. Um, we know, but yeah, there's more to come out from January Smith. We just want to make sure that people know that we're paying attention to it here. I want to talk next week, probably to somebody who's covering it, to see what the because the messaging is very polarized. It's like, hey, this is a bombshell. You hear that on CNN, and then Fox News goes, "Ah, oh, it's mm-hmm. all hearsay," you know. Um, and so what I want to get on right. the podcast is like a voice. That can help me understand what the potential ramifications of the that January Sixth Committee could possibly be. What are we looking at? You know, uh, the deeper we get. Um, so, just want to touch on that real quick. But it's time for something to return that we haven't done in a while. Give it to me, Donnie. Animal, animal, animal games. Animal, animal games. Animal, animal, animal games. Animal, Animal Games. That's the Animal Games theme song right there. <laughs> Donnie, take it over. Let's go. All
2: right. As it stands, uh, the score is all tied. Everybody's got two points apiece.
1: Woo! Yeah,
2: so this is a big one. Shake it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first question is coming from, I got these two submissions. Same question from Shari Sanders and from Bruce Call. Which This is for you, Van. Which mammal is known to have the most powerful bite in the world? I got some multiple choice options. Yes. Bengal tiger, hippopotamus, crocodile, grizzly bear. Is this for me? Yes.
0: I'm going to go crocodile.
2: No, yeah. Rachel's right.
0: You are wrong.
1: No. You're wrong twice. So, do I get so now I get to answer? Yeah,
0: wait, answer. wait, I'll, I'll, I will say that my internet went down, so I didn't hear what the beginning was. Uh, it. <laughs> it, no, it, it did, it did. So, I don't know how, no, no, I, I could be wrong, but how am I wrong Which twice? Which
1: mammal has the strongest bite? Yeah, Which, how is he wrong
2: twice? Uh, why I am I wrong twice?
1: Because you said
2: crocodile. Crocodile is not a mammal and it does not have the strong. oh, damn well. Uh, crocodile has the strongest bite, but it's not a mammal. So, that's like a trick question.
0: So, so, here, so, so here's the thing the trick question. shit... Fuck it, dog. Don't don't give us any trick. Don't give us any trick no, questions. No, no,
1: that was good. No, that was it good. was good. All right. So Rachel it wants was to good. steal.
0: Rachel, can you steal? This is a hippopotamus, isn't it?
1: I yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think it's a hippo. Yeah, it is a hippo. Rachel's got three
2: points. Okay. Wow.
1: Okay. Right. When can we officially institute
4: stealing? Cause I knew it was a hippo too. Now
0: Trudy. Trudy's like,
1: or E, by, is it a
0: human? By the way, I don't think that we should be able to steal quite yet because Trudy didn't know that they were stealing. So take that point back. Ooh. Give it to Rachel. And I, get, and, I, and I get another question. Take that point away. Like, I don't know about So it was,
1: I get the point. I get the point.
0: You get a half Rachel, point. Rachel, let Rachel. You get a half we point. Get Rachel, half point. 2.5. Stealing yep. this All right, g- give me my, I got another question, right? Give me another one.
2: No, you don't. Uh you got that one wrong. <laughs> well you, you you do, but it's later. <laughs> it's Rachel's turn now. Okay. This was coming from Ellen. The question is how fast can zebras run? Your options are Aww. forty miles per hour, twenty-five miles per hour, or sixty-two miles per hour.
0: Yeah, I'm going with forty. It's so easy. Ooh. Like she's right. Yeah. It's so easy, bro. The questions, was- the questions that like the the discrepancy. Two two. The discrepancy I- of the questions. First of all, nigga. Then look,
1: I knew the answer to yours. Y'all yeah. gave
0: y'all y'all y- you, you knew the answer to mine. Yeah. Y'all gave Rachel Treated 20, 40, and 60. You gave her three different things about one animal. It's so easy. Protest. Mm-hmm. I'm salty. Rachel's up in Animal Game. She's doing great. All right. (laughs) Trudy, this
2: is coming from Marge. She wants to know which snake is not found in California.
0: What the hell? Say what the fuck I'm talking about? That is so like, hard, dog.
1: Oh no, Let, me bruh, bruh,
2: Let me see if
0: I can go so three for three. Let me see if I go hard. three for three. No, 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 no. Just listen. No. Fuck no. Ask the question. That's <laughs> so hard, hell? bro. George,
1: give like, her, give her the multiple choice. Give her the multiple choice. I'm feeling on fire. I'm feeling on fire. Your options
2: are a gopher snake. A who? Go for a snake.
4: Use it in a sentence.
2: Uh, no, I'm just kidding. a I'm gopher snake ahead. ate a gopher so the ring neck snake <laughs> a speckled rattlesnake or a
1: copperhead snake bruh I, That's, what, the so, I, 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 what were the first two options again? First Rachel are
0: you googling? <laughs>
1: no I swear to god I'm you're not you're looking
0: down at your phone Leave the fucking phone alone. What are we talking about? I'm not
1: googling.
0: Uh, That's a rule for games. He just can't. No phones. What's
1: What's the first? first What's the first two again? Options again. Go
2: for a snake. Second one, ring necked snake. Third one, speckled rattlesnake. Last one, copperhead snake.
4: I'm literally only gonna just choose this because I feel like I could draw it if somebody asked me a rattlesnake. Nigga, no.
0: No. Rattlesnakes are in L. A. California. You you ne- you yes. never go to whatever. You, you never go to like. Wait, man! Try to steal! Try to steal no, that! No, wait,
4: one. hold on, Donnie. I'm wrong. Yeah,
0: you're wrong. Yeah, of course you're yes, wrong. Yes, you're I'm gonna wrong. Go, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking? <laughs> about? You, to, you like? It's like you never go to Runyon. There's rattlesnakes everywhere. I'm gonna go they with.
4: rattlesnakes over there. Yeah. Because I do. What? Yeah. So I'm gonna go oh, with. The only thing I know is a gardener snake, and that wasn't even an option. So.
0: Right. I'm gonna go with ringneck snake. You're gonna be wrong. Does anybody else damn. want to steal?
1: Uh, I, I was gonna go, go with yeah, go go steal? Yeah, yeah, I, was gopher. was right. gonna. Yeah, right. No, I She's... won't take it. But, but gopher was gonna be mine. Okay,
2: you would have been wrong too. The answer was copperhead snake. We got a zebra. Oh, damn,
1: that's not even fair.
2: That's that that
0: such boring. a hard question. <laughs> like like damn. He, uh, Rachel gets how fast can a zebra run? Twenty, forty, sixty. <laughs> and then like she gets yeah. the snakes in California. Give me my give me my last question.
2: All right, okay, your last question. This is coming from De- Deirdre. What wild cat species has three different... Oh, that's Thunder. All right, go on, sorry. All right, Sorry. What wild cat species has three different common names for the same animal? And then what are the names?
0: Oh. Wild cat species? Yes. So, is it mountain lion, puma, cougar?
2: Oh, you are correct. Yes. My lion. Uh, Whoa! Because no! <laughs> I had no
1: idea. Wait, well, oh, they're no. all the same thing? <laughs>
0: <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. A puma's a mountain lion? And a
0: puma yes. Tiger. Yep.
1: Puma and cougar, I, 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 I would have put together.
0: Mountain lion, puma, cougar. You tried to fucking sneak that one on me because you know That's it's great. A, you should get two points. It's mountain lion adjacent. <laughs>
2: yeah, you did it quickly. Okay. Uh, your last one, Rachel. This is coming from Marky Craig. He asks what four animals are depicted on Canadian coins. Just start listing animals.
1: Um, a bear, uh a bird,
0: I can't a protest.
1: What? What? You can't a bear, say, you a can't bird. say bird. Um, uh huh. Uh, a turtle and, <laughs> and um hmm uh a rabbit.
2: Okay, can I
0: can I try to steal? Yes you can. Bear moose.
1: Oh that's a good one. Beaver fuck. You're going to say bird.
0: bird. Aren't
2: you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, so, van successfully stole it's polar bear. There's a loon, which is a duck, which is a bird. Caribou, which I don't think is technically a moose, but I'm going to give you caribou. Count it. Yeah, yeah. And then beaver. You're right.
1: Also, now you like that steel rule because you're caught up with me. Now you like it. We're tied. tied. We're tied. Oh,
4: fix it, Jesus. Donnie, what's my question? Okay,
2: your question is from Grace Dickerson. Name three extinct animals that lived with humans. Lived at the same time as humans.
4: Oh
0: Trudy so come So easy.
4: Um, what the um, I mean dinosaur. Oh wait, no, I Nigga, if them. you
0: say fucking dinosaur dog, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Trudy.
2: <laughs> How you <laughs> no
0: <Wait. laughs>
2: that, that 65 to be million be right.
0: years ago. No. A dinosaur oh, that, li- that lived with humans.
4: Believe. I believe in the Bible, Jesus Lord. <laughs> <was human. laughs> and honestly, I will fight y'all to the death. I went to a Christian school and I they told us that dinosaurs and people was definitely linking up back See, in the See, this day. is
0: why Roe versus Wade got to overturn shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm serious. Like, no. Um, a mammoth. Oh, ooh, good one. Mammoth. Yeah.
4: Um what the fuck what is extinct you, you like long. that's a lot <laughs> like, wait can can i phone a friend i'm about to call my nephew like what else is there um um what other animals people can i use people
2: extinct animals
4: oh i mean a mammoth what's the is that is is a mammoth the elephant
0: yeah, a Are woolly, woolly, Harry, ap- woolly Harry. Ele- Harry. yeah, woolly elephant. Yeah,
4: <laughs> okay, I quit. I don't know what else is extinct. I was bad. Inside.
0: Who wants to steal? No, me, me.
4: I don't want to give him the opportunity. Me.
0: Go
1: ahead, Van, because I, I, mammoth was all mammoth was what I had,
0: mammoth, saber tooth tiger. Oh, oh,
1: I should have known, dodo that.
0: bird. Got him, got him.
1: Never would have. Ever a dodo, bird? but 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 I've heard of all of that. Mm-hmm. Like now, if it was a multiple choice test, I would have passed it.
4: All I had in my arsenal was mammoth because that's really the only thing I, know.
1: I
0: love. The dinosaurs, tiger.
4: come on, dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm fighting 65 for
0: the best million the years ago. <laughs> Ready? back me up.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, fans in the lead. Animal fans in the games. That's
0: that's it, that's it. That's enough for animal games right now
1: that no, was good those uh, were good those were good questions that
0: was the best animal games ever worth no, the wait the only question that was truly out of pocket was snakes in california i, I really I, I really oh because that's
1: the one you got wrong and no, actually you got your first one wrong i too. got that one wrong that
0: was that's a pocket. fucking hard ass question yeah I yeah. Yeah. All right, mail back. yeah it was hard. oh i'm sorry no mail back cancel mail back keep this in the podcast too We have to do one last topic. We don't have room for mailbag this week. I'm sorry, guys. What's the topic? I need Trudy on this, too. Oh, I know you're fine. I need Trudy on this, too. We have to do... (laughs) You guys, there's a lot of things we have to still talk about. Roll over Emmett Till until Monday. Need to talk about Emmett Till. We cannot leave this podcast without talking about this McDonald's thing. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I need all of y'all for this topic. We need four people for this topic. I am so sorry to everyone. Okay.
1: We'll get your mailbags. We'll get your mailbags get next week. your mailbags.
0: We'll we'll do mailbag on Monday. We will get to your Rachel is right. I cannot leave and let Trudy leave because you guys this is Trudy's last show with us. It's very sad. I cannot let Trudy leave without getting her on this. We love you, Trudy. You have been an indispensable we member do. of the higher learning team. And we're happy that you we're happy that you're <laughs> That you're moving on to do amazing things, but before we leave, we need your toxic ass on this on this on this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a mom goes off on a dad for bringing food to only his son and ignoring all of the other kids. Donnie, give me the sound. What's up?
4: Because I'm finna expose you. Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger, one burger, one Water, fry. I don't know
0: what he
4: like? What do you mean? Okay, what about my other kids? What about your other kids? Ain't my okay, but them your kids' siblings though. So this, what are you talking? About? What are you Them my about? kids, them your kids' siblings though. So, what you mean? so he finna, my other kids finna be left out. You didn't feed them. You know I don't give my food chance <laughs> to the siblings.
0: First, okay, stop, stop, cut it off. First of all, I believe that all of this shit was set up, number one. But number two, the fucking audacity here floors me. Before I even get to it, the women, please, the women of the podcast, give me your thoughts on this. She's mad because she has kids, and he brought his kids something to eat without bringing her other kids something to eat. You guys' thoughts.
4: I feel like this one I've thought really deeply about and (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm gonna be honest I'm just gonna assume that the kids are all like close in age maybe um and he obviously they're obviously not in a relationship I feel like for some reason that matters if they were in a relationship I think that he should be bringing food for everybody but since they're not and he really is just taking care of his particular kid I actually don't have an issue with it
0: I was I was wondering what, what, what people thought. Rachel, what do you think? I'm
1: glad Trudy said it first. <laughs> I actually... Now, when she said my food stamps, I never heard that. The first time I listened to it, I didn't hear that. I heard that. So that kind of like changes things up if you know she's struggling and you can provide. But let's just pretend we didn't hear that part, right? I don't have a problem with it. He's taking care of his child, just like child support He's paying for his child. Now, it's up to her what she wants to use the money for, right? But he's taking care of his child. Do, is it a bad look? Absolutely. Why? Well, it looks bad that you're walking up with a bag of food and you hand it to your kid and the other kids are standing there hungry. It, like, the optic, it looks bad. So, it looks bad. So this but is, I, I get it.
0: So, look, let me tell you what I would do. If I was him, I would come get my son and take my son on a walk. And as we walk, we will go to McDonald's and we'll eat. I wouldn't have him eat the food in front of the other kids. But the reality of this situation is we have to have some fucking limits, man. If it's me, I would like to think people know around here, Van feeds everybody all the time. Come over to the house, Van feeds everyone, right? I, don't, I just think that... that what the fuck, man? Like how I think both looks bad. I, I, that looks bad too. It it looks bad to feed my son?
1: It looks bad that if even if you took your son away, I think it's the same thing. If you took your son away so they see their daddy coming to take like to spend time with 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 them. Not or him, that one kid, and not the others. Your dad takes you away, he feeds you, he's gonna come, then he drops you back off. They see all of that. And then the kids like they're like, Oh, what you doing? It's like, oh, my daddy took me here. It still looks, it still but it sucks for the other kids regardless. It, 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 it sucks. just
0: sucks. Hey, look, that's the way shit goes, dog. I'm gonna be real with you, man. Like you can't at at this particular point. We don't know what this man's finances are. He might be doing just well enough to where he can take care of his son. He might not have right. it to be able to take care of everybody else's kids, man. Get look, I was no fuck no. I'm not doing it. How about that? I'm I'm a I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not doing it. Like I don't. You're have not any, doing what? I'm not feeding everybody. I got a yeah, son. Yeah, we I, agree with you. I, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I was upset that there was even look if you can feed the kids feed the kids but you're not obligated to No. You're not obligated to especially we don't know how this guy's doing. Why this, do you
1: think it was fake?
0: Uh cuz it's just too It's too, who who tapes that? I'm expose you. She does, it's definitely fake. But it brings oh, up a good I just figure he issue. does
1: it all the time.
0: He, he so she was like
1: this time I'm a- I just figured she doesn't. He does it all the time, so she was like, "This time I'm gonna show people
0: what you do. What you come over here to do?" Can can we not hold her accountable?
1: <laughs> like, like we have. Oh, to I'm team the dad though. But remember, I'm team the dad.
0: I think she's a bad person. I'll be honest with you. You do? Yep. I think she's a bad person for shaming a nigga for feeding his fucking son. I'm gonna be real with you. We lost Donnie again. Uh, The way you say it. (laughs) We lost Donnie. We got to end it. We got to end it. Uh, We got to end it. Take your caps off, but do not stop learning. If you're watching, just put the Higher Learning logo over it. Take take your caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Latham Jr. Make sure you can feed your kids.
1: I'm Rachel and Lizzie. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You guys, I know y'all always get on us when we don't remind you when we're not podcasting. Our podcast is going to drop Tuesday. Monday is a holiday for some people in this country. And we are going to drop a pod later on Tuesday. So check it out. So don't blow up the Reddit. Tuesday morning. It's coming. It's just going to come later in the day. All right. We'll talk to y'all then. Bye-bye. Bye.